Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. Well guys, the festive period is over. If you're a mum to a school age or a school nursery kid like me, then it's likely that your kids are now back at school or are about to go back to school and I'm sure that many of us are doing a collective sigh of relief to have some form of normality returning. Now I personally absolutely love the festive season. I appreciate that I'm in a very fortunate position that it's a really really happy time for me and because I'm close with my family and my in-laws I genuinely absolutely love the opportunity to spend so much time together and of course now that my kids are at school it was amazing to get so much time with them as well because I have not had like such a long stint of time with them in what feels like absolute ages so that was lovely. There was some challenging days of course but it was, it was lovely all the same and oh my goodness see not having to rush about in the morning and have places to be, just embracing the mess, embracing the slow pace, oh honestly this time of year is just made for me. I absolutely adore it. So I have had a really lovely festive break and it has been so nice to just really slow down and spend lots of time as a family, playing with all their new toys and yeah, just not really doing much to be honest. However, of course, I completely recognise that Christmas does not come without its pressures. And it was really interesting because this was the first year that felt kind of like different for me. So for context, previously I have always had the kids with me most of the week and the only days that I didn't have the kids with me was when I was at work. So the logistics of actually getting organised for Christmas previously was just absolute mayhem. Mayhem. You know, everything was last minute. I honestly didn't even begin to think about Christmas until December hit. And then it was a case of picking up everything while they were in bed because obviously I couldn't go to the shops with them there because they'd see all their presents um, and wrapping all their presents when they were in bed. And by the way, if you know my kids or me personally, you'll know that this is a struggle because generally speaking, I am not down from putting the kids to bed until about nine o'clock. So I have a very small window of time after my kids actually fall asleep. So see, trying to fit all of this in after they went to sleep oh my goodness it was just too much to be honest it was it was stressful and I have not always been the best at handling stress so in all honesty it took a lot of the joy of Christmas out of that kind of festive period for me before yeah it was quite challenging having to organize all of that and then I do think as mums as well there's just so much pressure on us isn't it because at the end of the day, like, I think we kind of get counted as the memory makers. And I don't know, because obviously this can be different in lots of different families. You know, sometimes the other partner can be a lot more heavily involved in the planning of Christmas and making memories. But generally speaking, I know from speaking to a lot of women that generally it is us, the mums, that get left with that responsibility for whatever reason. So yeah, there is a lot of pressure on us to be those memory makers to make sure everything's perfect. We've got all the decorations up for the kids and, you know, we've got all of the things for the Christmas Eve box. We've got the Santa visit planned. We've got 
a million and one things on our to-do list on top of just getting the shopping organised for Christmas, whether that's you're hosting the meal or it's just that you need to get the presents for everybody in the family and your kids. And there's just so many things for us to think about and get right. And, you know, when you add on the pressure of social media, which is just a full bloody thing for mums, I think, you know, you're seeing these constant updates of other families that are doing all of these activities and having lots of fun and you know there might be less than ideal circumstances that you have whether that might be the money struggles or it might be that you don't have what you deem as this perfect family dynamic or you've maybe got a lot of grief and sadness around this time of the year so it's a lot of pressure on us And often it can feel like we have to do a lot of disregarding our own feelings to make sure that we are there to bring the joy and the excitement for our kids. And that's really, really tough. To be honest, it is. It's really difficult. And see when you add on being a mum to young children, when you're already just absolutely at capacity, you you are so tired, you're shattered, you're probably getting up numerous times a night still, And, you know, you've got all the chaos of dealing with the big feelings of your children and trying to cart them from place to place, whether that's nursery or activities, classes, groups, play dates. It's just a big ask to then have to do all of this on top. So I totally have felt that pressure previously and I totally understand if you are also feeling that pressure and actually struggling to feel Christmassy and to find a lot of the joy in this time of the year I just want to let you know that if that is you that's absolutely okay and there are many other people that will be in that same boat with you and what I also found different this year as well is obviously because like I said I used to have the kids with me pretty much all week and I would only work two days a week So the rest of the time I was with them. So I had so much opportunity to do loads of Christmas things with them. And it actually felt like this year it was really strange because I did not feel Christmassy. Even on Christmas Eve I said to my husband, like, I do not feel Christmassy whatsoever. It does not feel like it's Christmas tomorrow. And I think that what that was was it's just because I actually didn't get much time to spend with the kids in December doing Christmassy things that we would usually do. And it was strange because I did did do things, you know, I did do, we did the Santa train this year, we visited Santa, but yeah, for some reason it just, I don't know, I don't know what was missing, it just, I just didn't feel Christmassy whatsoever and I think it was just not getting the time to actually spend with the kids and really feed off of their energy and their excitement, so yeah, that was a little bit different for me this year. However, the positive side of it being different was, of course, that having the kids at school and nursery This was actually the first time that I've actually felt like I've had a lot of that stress around Christmas lift. And I actually had the brain space to think ahead, get organised, plan everything, wrap everything well in advance so I wasn't sitting doing it on Christmas Eve. And it was actually really, really nice for it to be a lot more stress-free this year. And it's kind of just fitted perfectly in with the kind of slower paced living that I was trying to really incorporate this year, which you'll know about if you've listened to the episodes that hit over the Christmas period, all about slowing down and the kind of changes that I've made in terms of that this year. So yeah, it was actually just really nice for it to feel like finally I was at the point where it felt easier 
So I want to remind you if you are at the point where it feels like absolute chaos and it's actually just hellish trying to organise for Christmas, I just want to remind you it does definitely get better. You will eventually have more time, more brain space to think about all of this and it won't feel like such a huge weight on your shoulders. But I did also want to chat about New Year because this often brings around yet another set of expectations and pressures as well. And this is perfectly timed because I know by the time that this episode hits you, although I'm still in December 2023 right now recording this, by the time this hits you it will be January 2024. So no better time for us to talk about the kind of expectations and the pressures that come around New Year and these New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm going to be honest, New Year's resolutions have never really been my thing. I absolutely love the idea of them. I love that feeling of having like a fresh start to create new habits and routines and that optimism that that brings. But the execution is a little bit hazy for me, (laughs) I have to be honest. And it does actually make sense now because in 2023, I read Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, which I highly recommend, by the way. And what I learned from that is that it is really hard to create new habits and routines. Our brains aren't actually really wired to do things with such a huge sudden change. And I know that you'll relate to this because it's the same old story, isn't it, right? This is 100% me. Anytime that I've set a New Year's resolution, you know, we set off all guns blazing and we're all excited and we're motivated and we can't wait to get going. And then before long, it's starting to become a little bit exhausting and we can't really be arsed anymore, and before you know it, we have completely fell off the wagon. That New Year's resolution that you had initially planned in January, you know, by April time, it's probably in the bin. You're probably not even thinking about it anymore. It is, it's the same old story. Now, if you're a mum, don't get me wrong, you might feel amazing and ready to take on the world, But in speaking with mums of young kids all the time in my work, and having been one myself, I know that this can be a different story. You might be tired, you might be burned out, you might be touched out, you might feel like you're time poor, you might lack motivation, you might also just be absolutely just trying to survive, you might be in survival mode and thinking to yourself, I cannot possibly add another thing onto my plate, I cannot possibly, it will break me. So if this is you, I want to remind you that you don't have to do this. You don't have to do a New Year's resolution. You don't have to make big changes in your life. At the end of the day, it's just another day. And it's okay if that is what you want it to be. Just another day. If that's what makes your life easier, then it can just be another day. And what I want you to keep in mind, because I don't want you to feel guilty for being the mum that is just trying to bloody get by. You have plenty of time to form and achieve new goals. It is absolutely okay if right now your goal is just to wake up every day and do your best. Or if it's just to focus on the kids and making sure that their needs are met. That is absolutely okay. And I've seen this recently on social media and I absolutely love it so I want to share it with you. If you only have 40% left in the tank and you give that 40% then you have still gave 100% of yourself. Let that sink in. If you only have 40% left in the tank and you give life that 40%, you are still given 100%, okay? You're doing your best and that is absolutely enough, okay? Even if that doesn't look exactly how you want that to look, you're still doing your best. 
And what I want you to remember is that your time is going to come again and you're going to find your feet again. Because I promise you now, I have been really deep in the throes of it. I remember so clearly sitting down with my mum at one point in 2021 and just looking at her and saying, Mum, when does this get easier? Like, will this get easier? Will life not feel so chaotic and overwhelming? And she was like, absolutely. You're going to find yourself again. You just need to give it time. This is just a hard period of your life. You're going to get there. And deep down, I did obviously know that that was true, but it just felt like that was never going to come. And here I am now, you know, definitely in a much different position. This really has been the first year that things have felt completely different for me and a lot less overwhelming. So I just want to remind you that that time does come for everybody, okay? So it is, it's absolutely okay if you just decide, I'm not buying into this. I am just going to wake up every day and do my best and that is absolutely okay. That is my goal for 2024, to just do my best every day. That is fine. However, if you do feel like you do still want to kind of take these steps in a more positive direction, you do still want to kind of set some form of goals, then what I recommend is to focus on small steps of self-development rather than trying to make these big, massive lifestyle changes. Okay, small steps lead to big changes. And what I've found in the past few years in having young kids is that actually the changes that made the highest and most positive impact actually was my own self-development anyway. So I do really think that this is a great place to start, especially if life is in a place where it feels too overwhelming at the moment to make big lifestyle changes. So I want to reiterate that even these changes should never be a pressure or a stress. It's more about just taking mindful steps in a more positive direction. And I always find a really good place to start with this is journaling. Journaling is something that I started back in kind of late 2022. It's made a really massive impact to my life, which I actually still can't really believe I'm saying because I just really never thought that that would resonate with me whatsoever. But it has and it did and it's made a big difference to my life. So yeah, journaling is a great place to start. So if you're looking to start making some some changes for 2024, take even 15 minutes of your day at some point to just reflect back on 2023. What is the number one word that you would use to describe your year? What are the parts of your year that felt like a struggle? What are the parts of your year that brought you joy and made you feel most like you? What are the things that you would feel would make a positive difference in 2024? Those are just some ideas on questions you can reflect back on. But if you Google journal prompts for 2024, then you will literally get screeds and screeds of information and different prompts. So feel free to have a little look through them, see what resonates with you and just give that a try. I think that realistically, the only way that we can actually properly reflect and understand how we can make positive change in our life is to actually dedicate the time to figuring that out. It doesn't just magically appear to you. You actually have to sit down and think about what you want to change. So journaling is really, really good for that. But here's some other ideas of smaller changes that you can focus on as well. And what I like about these is that they're continuous, okay? So it's not some obscure end goal, like I need to fit into these jeans by this day or this dress by this day. I'm sure we've um, all been there with setting New Year's resolutions like that. This is about continually striving for better. So it's okay that one day is hard and you feel like you've took a step back because you're still going in a positive direction. 
you just shake it off and you try again and gradually you do get to a more content place, okay? This is not about being perfect. This is just about being on a journey and taking those steps forwards, sometimes a step back, but always staying on the path that leads you in the direction that you want to go in. So anyway, here are some examples that might kind of kickstart your thought process for this. So for example, you might want your kind of resolution or goal to be that you want to be more present with your kids. So again, we're talking about making really tiny, simple changes. So this might even just be sitting your phone in a different room for half an hour a day to make sure that you're not distracted by that. And just really dedicating that time to playing with them or might even be just carving in an extra 10 minutes to the bedtime routine and spending that 10 minutes chatting with your child, asking how their day has been, you know, what was their favourite part of their day, what was a part of their day that they didn't like, if there was anything, and just making sure that there's no distractions with that. So, you know, no TV, there's not chores that need to be done at the same time, there's no phones, so you can just really focus on them. And it could even be like turning the TV off and setting a new routine to eat dinner at the dining table every night if you have a dining table or in a specific area every night without the distractions again. Because being more present is often about removing the distractions from our life to make sure that we can really focus on the people that are around us. So those are little examples of small changes that should feel quite manageable for you to make being present with your kids a goal that is actually going to be achievable. Another one could be stopping comparison and stopping letting self-doubt enter your life that way. So it can be as simple as unfollowing anyone on social media that makes you feel like you're not doing enough because you absolutely are and really start working on that negative self-talk. Now I find negative self-talk so interesting because if you had met me a few years ago Probably you would think that I was quite a negative person as well. I know my husband would probably say that I was just little miss catastrophe, like I would always think about the worst case scenario and I was very self-deprecating and stuff like that. And I've I've put in a lot of work to get to a better place with that. So negative self-talk, I just find it really interesting. It's something that I really want to dive deeper into this year as well. The best thing that I can say to you to kind of change your perspective on self-talk is that you need to be your own best friend. And I know you'll have heard this before, but you do. You need to be your own best friend, okay? You should never be speaking to yourself in a way that you would not speak to your best friend or your sister or your mum. If you wouldn't say that to the people that you love in your life, why the hell are you saying that to yourself? Why? Who is that benefiting? All that does is make your life more miserable, so stop, Okay. Now, how do you actually stop? Because it's obviously not as easy as just being like, shut up, brain. What you need to do is kind of actually challenge that self-talk, okay? So, first off, ask yourself, that thought that I've just had, is that actually true? Do I have any evidence? So, let's think of an actual specific example. So, this could be, you know, walking into a room of other people. Maybe this is walking into mums at a birthday party or at some form of playgroup or something and you are knee deep in that negative self-talk and you're saying, oh my god, nobody likes me here. I'm not going to make any new friends. Stop yourself for a sec. Ask yourself, is that true? Do I actually have any evidence that backs that up that tells me that's true? vast majority of the time, you have no evidence. You're just being an asshole to yourself, basically, okay? So, no, you don't have any evidence. And if you don't have any evidence, then how do you know it's true? It's not true. So get objective. Try and take yourself out of the situation, you know. 
try and look at the situation as if you're an outsider and be curious and try and turn that thought around. So you've got no evidence. So can you change that into a more neutral thought or a more positive thought? So you might not be able to flip that all the way around immediately and say, you know, I love myself and I'm going to make so many new friends today. That might not feel like the right thing for you. But what you might be able to say is, you know, I'm a friendly person and I will show my friendliness with these people that are here today. You know, try and relieve a little bit of that pressure that you're putting yourself under and just speak nicer to yourself, okay? Now another good one for setting goals is maybe you want to get more movement in your life. Maybe you do want to exercise a little bit more and move your body more. And now I don't mean telling yourself you now need to make time to go to the gym three times a week because remember this is about tiny steps in the right direction and making sure that this actually feels doable and realistic as a mum. So maybe this is just going to be about getting out for a half an hour walk with your kids every day or every other day. It's not going to be about counting steps or trying to burn a certain amount of calories. It's just about enjoying the fresh air and the gentle movement and releasing that pressure of it having to to look a certain way. Or it could even be, if you're looking to get more movement in your life, it could even be about doing, you know, like these kids-focused exercise videos. So stuff like Floor is Lava. There's absolutely no reason that you can't be playing Floor is Lava too, Mum. And, or... Or it could be doing like, you know, the kids yoga, that cosmic yoga. I absolutely love that. That's a favourite in our house. You can do that too. There's no reason you can't do kids yoga because the moves are pretty much the same. It's just that they've got different names and there's a little story element to it. Or what's that game? I don't even know what you would call it, but it's the one that it looks like a video game on YouTube. And then like you and the kids can be up like catching stars and diving down, avoiding asteroids and stuff like that. Hopefully you know the type that I mean because I cannot for the life of me at the moment think of what they're called. But yeah, like I just mean that all of those things that you give to your kids to help move their bodies, that's something that you can do too. And I'm sure if you googled as well, there's probably a million and one different games that you can play with your kids that involve you moving about. So it's maybe just about getting smarter about how you look at movement and not allowing ourselves to be boxed in that movement for us has to look like going to the gym or has to look like doing a hit class or it has to look like going out for a run. Movement is positive for us so I absolutely think that that's a great goal for mums because movement is good for our mental health and our physical health so I think that's a great one to aim towards but we maybe just need to be more realistic about how we can fit that into our lives and don't get me wrong by the way because I know plenty of mums that are able to get up and climb Monroe's and you know they do go to the gym a couple of times a week and they're reaching all of these fantastic goals so it's not about me saying that you do need to box yourself in and think small because you don't but what I'm trying to recognise here is that we're all in different positions okay sometimes people have got that support system in place where they can go out for a couple of hours and do some form of exercise but you might not So it's about trying to meet ourselves where we're at, okay? I think that's the best way to describe it. Because true contentment comes from honouring where you're at. And we do need to recognise and appreciate that we are all in different positions. Yes, we're all on this motherhood journey, but the way our lives look are completely different. So there is absolutely no point in comparing. You just need to meet yourself where you're at. Do you have the support system in place? Do you have the energy? Do you have the time? 
do you have the motivation to go to the gym three times a week? If you do, well done you. Like, absolutely go for it. But if you don't, then we need to try and regather and think about, okay, movement is obviously the key goal here. So what can I do to make that achievable for me with my life as it is at the moment? So I hope that gives you some food for thought. So if this year big goals and big life changes are feeling too out of reach, I just want you to release that pressure and start off with small stepping stones that are going to lead you towards a brighter future. And just appreciate the fact that your time is going to come. Not every year of your life has to be about progress and running through the finish line. Sometimes it's about the prep. Sometimes it's about the rest. It's okay to be in your rest era while you focus on being a mum. So it's okay that everybody's life looks differently. You know, you're not going to get two mums on the exact same path because we do all have different support systems, different time, different struggles, different constraints. So true contentment definitely does come from honouring where you're at in your journey and just planning accordingly based on that. So if you're interested in what my own resolutions are, I actually don't really call them resolutions. And this is, again, like I said, the first year that I've been able to do things a little bit differently because my time looks different now that the kids are at school. So for me, I have done a vision board this year and I have split it into four areas. So I've got family, I've got me, my personal kind of things, and my breathing to birth area and the motherhood guide podcast area. So I have my own goals for each of these categories, but it's more so that A lot of these are a continuous process again and it's not about I have to achieve all of these things in 2024, it's just that these are the goals I am working towards in 2024 and that does help release some of that pressure because I'm acknowledging what my goals are and what I am looking to achieve but it's not putting the pressure on me to say it has to be done by this certain date and I do think that a really important part of finding happiness in the journey is by appreciating that every step is a positive step in the right direction. So I do try and really appreciate every part of the journey and I do want to make sure this year as well that despite all of this, having goals and having the time to actually try and focus on meeting them, self-care is still absolutely a priority for me and slowing down is still absolutely a priority for me. So it'll be interesting to see how I make that balance work. I've still got a couple of journal prompts that I want to work on before we enter 2024 as well so that I can kind of figure out more of a plan for how I'm going to make all of these goals tie together and happen. So yeah, I will be sure to let you know how this goes because this is my first year of actually planning this way and kind of setting goals in this way. So yeah, I will be able to report back and let you know how that is and what I actually managed the end of this year. However, it was really nice. I did actually go back on my journal for 2023. I looked back at January and I had like one of my goals was to hit a thousand followers on my Breathe Into Birth social media page on Instagram and I am just shy of 4,000. So that's amazing. Like, I think it's really nice as well to even just do journaling just as like something for you to look back on and reflect how far you've come. I definitely feel like this year has been just a lot of work. I don't know how I could, how else I could describe it. It's just been a lot of personal development, personal work, 
and trying to figure out the parts of my life that I need to like kind of let go of and where I need to make changes so that has kind of been my main focus on you know how do I become a better mum for my kids how do I become a better person just for me also what are the things that I need and really honouring the needs that I have had and have been ignoring for years and being in the throes of being a mum so I feel like I've really took a lot of positive step forwards this year and I'm really excited to see what more I can achieve and do in 2024. So yeah, I'm really excited to bring you a podcast episode every week in 2024 as well so that you know we can have these conversations about how we can make motherhood feel more positive and that that is the full goal of this podcast because I think there's a million and one podcasts with mum content that focuses on recognising the struggles of motherhood but there's not too many podcasts that actually focus on how do we make it better though you know because I think that it's important to have those two sides I am all for recognising the struggles of motherhood I think that that's a really positive thing for us to do we need to open up that conversation we need to talk more but I also want to be there to provide you with you know actual solutions to the problem and different tools and techniques that you can use to make your pregnancy, your birth, your postpartum more positive and I'm very excited. I've got literally a full list of guests that I want on the podcast as well, some have already said yes, so I'm really excited to bring that to you this year as well. Here's hoping it's all big positive things for the Motherhood Guide podcast. I am so grateful that you're on this journey with me and that you're tuning in every week. So thank you so much. I know it's in my outro, but I would also absolutely love to take this opportunity to remind you that it makes a really huge difference for you to follow the podcast on whatever streaming site you're listening to and to leave me a review because this helps boost my podcast and hopefully reach more people. And of course, if you find any of my episodes helpful, it'd be so great for you to share them with a friend or to pop them on your social media. I really absolutely adore the support that you guys are giving me. I think that that's just the absolute best thing about women, isn't it? Because, you know, when we support someone, we go hell for leather and we love to see other women shine, don't we? So thank you so much for all the support so far in 2023. And yeah, let's make 2024 a really special year for us both. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.breathingtobirth.com. I'll see you next week.